Hey everybody and welcome to a very special episode of Comics and Cinema. I am your host, Alex Klein, and this is the Marvel Studios episode, The Infinity Saga and Me. This is the episode where I am going to be talking about and discussing all of the Marvel movies that came out during the Infinity Saga for Marvel Studios. That, that's right guys, that begins with Iron Man and ends with Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I am really, really excited about this is, uh, episode. I was trying to find some time. Okay, when can I do this? And um, obviously when you're listening to it is not when I'm recording it. But regardless, I'm in a good spot right now. So I'm really happy to discuss this. And uh, as I stated before, this is going to be a really, I'm hoping, a really good conversation where um, not only am I going to be sharing with you my thoughts and little pearls in regards to these movies, but um, also kind of a little bit about me and where I was in my life during this time, because this was a whole decade of my life that uh, I, <laughs> I devoted to uh, to make mine marvel. And then uh, when we wrap it up at the end, uh, there are... Uh, there's a bunch of movies that they've announced that are coming out, and so I wanted to kind of discuss my thoughts on those ones as well, since I don't think I've done that yet. So, uh, without further ado, let's dive right in. So, setting the scene, it's May 2nd, 2008, Iron Man 1 arrives in theaters, directed by John Favreau, and I was a junior in high school, and wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. May May second of two thousand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was a uh, yes. Man, always hard with me for dates. But I remember I was in high school. I remember being in. Uh, I was in a history class, and I had gotten the most recent. I sub- I subscribed to GQ magazine when I was in high school. Um, that was my that was my way of figuring out what I needed to wear, what I needed to dress. In the future, I never bought that stuff uh, during that time, and then I stopped reading GQ magazine altogether, and um, nothing ever ended up happening. But hey, it made me look cool when I was in school carrying around a GQ magazine. Um, people go, "Whoa, that's GQ." Um, there was a GQ magazine that month uh, on Robert Downey Jr., and I remember me and a couple of my friends. Uh, we were talking in class. We were like, "Oh, this new Iron Man movie came out," and at that point in time, I was a comic book fan. I was not collecting comics at that time, but I liked superheroes, obviously, and I liked superhero movies, but I went and saw that movie in theaters with my, um, I believe with my friends, uh, Chase and Matt at the time, and we, uh, I don't remember much though, that's the thing, I don't remember a lot, I just remember, I remember get watching the movie and thinking wow this was an awesome movie like how cool is that we got a robert downey jr is in an is in a metal suit an iron man suit and i know about that iron like he is iron man and that was right after that's two years or probably a year and a half after the civil war comic series had come out and at that point i hated iron man i, I probably still hated iron man at that time so i was very leery about that movie and uh, i just loved it i thought it was awesome and now, throughout the years, over the years, I, um, I've i grown to appreciate that movie a lot more. Um, I remember specifically when I was in the theater, uh, I remember the movie ending and us kind of sitting for a while. And I, I am pretty sure I walked out of the theater 
before the end credits scene. Ah, I know, I know. But back then, that was the first. That was the first of its kind, right? I mean, there were other movies that had after credits sort of scenes, but that was the first one for Marvel. And I don't think there was any buzz around. You know, back then they didn't have the internet psychos who every uh tom dick and harry has their website up saying should you stay after the movie uh here's what you're gonna see sort of thing there was none of that so it was like a it was a word of mouth thing hey um this you know stay after the credits so i'm pretty sure i either went and saw it again and stayed after or i went and saw a different movie and then kind of timed it right to where i just walked into the iron man movie while the credits were rolling and sat down and just watched that last scene but um but yeah so no i i thoughts on iron man like i said that i mean it's the movie that started it all so there's 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 a lot of prestige that goes with that the the risks that marvel had to take to get that movie out the fact that they casted robert johnny jr uh and and what's funny too is even at, at that time I, I didn't have the big of a mind, and I, I know I had said that prior that I would do some business discussion on these, and I, and I will, but it wasn't at this point, so I, my mind was not quite business-oriented yet. I mean, it was, obviously, but I wasn't like, ooh, what's Marvel Studios up to? So I didn't know a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. I, all I knew was from people telling me, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was risky, and I was like, oh, well, okay. I didn't think that much of it. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a big gossip kind of guy or drama kind of guy, so like, people telling me that was like okay whatever like he did good in the movie so they picked the right guy and uh, I loved my favorite scenes in that movie oh man my favorite scenes have to be uh the when he gets into his Iron Man suit for the first time the silver Iron Man suit not the one in the cave but the suit in his house the one that's full silver I loved that design. I was like, ooh, this is so cool. And then him getting to ride it, ride around in it, I think that's exactly when he says one of my favorite lines that I, st- I use all the time. I, I, I use this all the time, which is sometimes you have to run before you can walk. And uh, I'm pretty sure he says that and then pops on the silver suit and flies out into space and freezes and then falls back down. And, and that scene is just so... that That's the perfect Tony Stark scene of him pushing his limits and you know, going that extra distance to fully test out his armor. So, you know, hats off to him in that moment. And then obviously, guys, the, the scene where he shows up in, I think it was, is it, is it uh, Gamora or, or whatever the the um, the town is, that he shows up in and starts, you know, blowing everything up, all the uh, the insurgents are there. And he's got that scene where he shoots the little, the little rocket onto the tank. And then he's, you know, back and forth firing and shooting at all the bad guys and saving the little kids that that was the moment that he became iron man in my eyes um yeah and there's an argument to be had that he became iron man when he put the original first suit on in the cave but i would argue that was just tony stark getting out of a tough situation i think the moment that he becomes iron man so again in the cave he's tony stark he puts that metal suit on he's shooting the fire out and walking outside he's still tony stark he's just tony everyone knows he's tony stark like he's tony stark in a cave getting out there with a box of scraps and then he gets back to his home in la and builds that silver suit and that's him kind of i still think that's him being tony stark that's him designing a suit and it was the minute, though, that he paints that suit red and yellow and 
goes overseas and fights those people. That was him making a conscious choice to use his his uh, brain, the things that he's built for good as opposed to bad and before, you know, making weapons and all that. So I think that's why I love that scene so much is for me, that's him making the conscious choice to become Iron Man and to become something bigger. Yeah, he's not the perfect Iron Man at that point. He still has, uh, you know, a lot a lot to go and a lot of mistakes to make. But that, that to, that's one of my favorite scenes in all of the MCU is that scene of him showing up and just kicking ass because he just does such a good job of it. And then obviously... Um, at the very end of this movie, when he says, I am Iron Man, I actually didn't like that scene when I first watched it in the theaters. I was like, whoa, because that's like, uh, that to me, cause again, right off the heels of Civil War, that's what uh, Spider-Man does. He reveals his identity, he says, I'm Spider-Man, any questions? And that's exactly what Iron Man does in this movie. So I was like, that's when I knew that this wasn't your grandma, your grandfather's MCU. This was uh, something uh, completely different and in the best way. So that's when I was like, okay, all right, I'm in. Like, I didn't know how to react when I first watched it because I was like, that's them. You know, they're painting themselves into a hole. But that was the first message that, you know, they're willing, Marvel is willing to take risks and they're willing to try new things. And so in that regard, that was a real special movie. Also, funny, funny story for that movie. Uh, not Don Cheadle. Um, Man, I don't even remember his name. He, he got out of that movie so fast. Terrence Howard. So Terrence Howard, uh, when the, the news broke that he wasn't going to be coming back, I I was actually kind of shocked because my big thing, the continuity piece for me is huge. The fact that all of these characters show up in all these movies, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. But it's funny as you go back and watch that movie because I believe his last line, Terrence Howard's last line in Iron Man is him looking at the war machine type suit or the silver suit and saying, next time, baby. And I, so every time I see that scene when I'm watching Iron Man, I just can't help but laugh because, and it's nothing against, I have nothing against Terrence Howard. He's a phenomenal actor, but just in terms of the, you know, that whole, the whole kerfuffle, um, just him going next time, baby. And every time I laugh and I go, there isn't going to be a next time for you, Terrence. Sorry. See you, buddy. Uh, so that, I don't know. I, I just always thought that that was pretty funny. And then, uh, yeah, so that's, that's Iron Man. So next up was the incredible Hulk. Uh, that was directed by Louis Latier, I believe is how you say his name and screen screenwriter, Zach Penn, which I'm about to confirm. I guess they got a picture. Okay. Not the same Zach Penn as, there's another Zach Penn I was thinking of, but that movie came out June 13th of 2008. I don't think I saw that movie in theaters. I um, actually, I know for a fact I didn't see that movie in theaters, and that's because I was not a Hulk fan, and I had heard the never really was a Hulk fan to me. It was like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde sort of situation, so I just I kind of thought it was lazy. And so when I, you know, it was coming out, I was like, cool, awesome. Like we just had the Ang Lee Hulk and I didn't watch that one either. I was just like, I'm not interested. I played, I played the Hulk games. If that counts, I played the Ang Lee Hulk game and I played the, and I think I still have it if I peek over here. Yeah, it's just called the Incredible Hulk for Xbox 360. That game is incredible. It was like Grand Theft Auto, but you got to be the Hulk. And, um, but yeah, no, so I just, I, and then I got it. I, I saw it. It was, uh, I was traveling with, um, uh, with my dad. We were traveling to Texas after I graduated high school, which would have been in 2009. So a year later, 
I uh, and that's what's funny too is is and I'm sure I'm sure other people have had similar situations as me. We can't all be perfect fans, right? There is no perfect fan. I think to me, when you're the perfect fan is is a judgment you make for yourself and that is are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you loving going to see these movies and are you, you know, supporting the movies the, the right way? And if so, boom, you're the perfect fan. So, for those of you who may go, "Oh, Alex, you're not the perfect fan. You didn't see every single MCU movie in theaters." Well, um I saw uh, yeah, we'll get to it, but basically, you know, the amount of times that I saw all of these movies combined, I think makes up for the one time that I didn't go see The Incredible Hulk. And uh, so anyway, but, you know, graduated from high school about a year later, and my dad and I, we went on, we did went to on a road trip to Texas. So we lived in Colorado at the time. We were just going back to see family, friends. Uh, I had a really fun after graduation, actually. So when I graduated from high school, um, I got to do three. It was it, it was weird, and it's hard to explain. But like my th- my favorite thing, I, I love traveling, and I love seeing family and being with family. And so my um, at the time that was when I was really getting into Xbox and, and gaming. And so it was me, my brother, my cousin, my other cousins. And at the time we had we were in Colorado. My one cousins were in Texas. The others were in Georgia and New Jersey, they moved to Georgia, but, um, right around that time, we, we had gotten super, super close, so that was when it used to be, like, we only talked on the holidays, our parents kind of made us call each other, like, hey, what's up, you know, hey, um, and then we got Xbox, and so we started playing with each other, which got us to start talking, and found out, you know, we're, we're a lot alike, like, me and my cousins were, were very similar, and so we would talk about all kinds of stuff all the time, so we got super, super close, and so what happened was that year, graduated high school and I had family we had family like I said we kind of had Texas family we had this family in Georgia and then we had our home base of I guess you could say my mom's side of the family was all in Illinois in Chicago and so when I graduated high school um, as like a my graduation present I guess you could say my parents in in a way and I don't think they planned all this but basically we flew to um, Chicago and we spent like a week in Chicago staying at um, a couple different families' houses, but basically had a um, we had a graduation celebration at my uncle's cabin on the lake, kind of like a Tony Stark cabin on the lake, and it was awesome. And so, like my cousin showed up, we had a great time talking, having fun, so made some great memories. Literally, that that and and then that ended. So that was probably right at the beginning of the summer, and then midway through the summer, my my cousin in Georgia, he his parents flew him out. And so he flew out here by himself and stayed with us for a week. And we basically hung out. We made the best memories. Like I said, we like watched a ton of scary movies and just kind of stuff that, you know, high school dudes kind of do. And uh, and then when that week ended, we all, the entire family, me, my both of my brothers, my mom, my dad, and my cousin, we all flew back to Georgia and spent a week in Georgia. My cousins live on a lake in Georgia, so we were on the lake, all this awesome stuff. And then the final trip was just me and my dad. We went on a road trip to uh, Texas. To He was doing something down there, and he asked if I wanted to come with, and I'm like, I got nothing to do. It's my summer off, and that's, that's the trifecta, right, of getting to go to Chicago, Georgia, and Texas, the big spots where all my family was. And so uh, we got to Texas, and there's this place called Entertain Mart that uh, is like a half-price books, 
I guess it's essentially like a second in Charles. It's a, it's a used, it's a very shady used movies and game store. And, and I say that because literally two years later it shut down because of, um, I guess they couldn't keep the overhead, which is makes sense because they bought anything that you brought in and they sold it for like pennies on the dollar. It was amazing. So I, I picked up a, um, I picked up a, like a Blu-ray DVD combo for the Hulk for the Incredible Hulk, I was like, no way, it's like five bucks, I haven't seen this movie, I want to watch it, so I bought that, and we had a little portable DVD player that I watched it on the way home while we were, my dad drove us home uh, on the way back from Texas to Colorado, so that's where I saw The Incredible Hulk for the first time, and I really liked it, I was really impressed, and I was, you know, that weird kind of impressed, where back then, I wasn't big on a, oh, you've got to see a movie movie theaters and, and I, I am now just because I love going to the movies and going to the theater but so I wasn't thinking that when I watched that movie like god this movie was so good I wish I had seen it in theaters I was just thinking wow this movie is so good I'm glad I was wrong like I'm glad that there's a good Hulk movie I was like I enjoyed this movie and and that to me too that is my least favorite of the Marvel movies that is that between that and Thor the Dark World that's like one of my least favorite is Incredible Hulk. And that's still, that's like how much I like these Marvel movies. I still was like, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good Hulk movie. Um, my favorite, so that's like the memory surrounding me seeing that movie for the first time. I, uh, and I specifically remember watching, my favorite scene in that movie is when the um, the Hulk, the entire Hulk fight on campus where he's fighting and Emil Blonsky's there and they're kind of running at each other really fast and um, Thunderbolt Ross is there and oh man and because it was a DVD as well I could fast forward through the credits and get to the end credit scene which I was like nice this ties into Iron Man and that's when I was like oh that is awesome I didn't know that like okay so these movies are connected and because you know I don't know to me when when Sam Jackson came out and said the Avengers initiative thing I didn't think about Hulk because I just, I didn't. And so, okay, so great. So the Hulk's in there. Um, I thought well, that was great. The Stan Lee cameo um, was good in the beginning of him drinking the, the stuff. I liked Edward Norton, but he just wasn't a Bruce Banner to me. I don't know. I thought Liv Tyler was perfect as Betty Ross. And then obviously, you know, William Hurt, it killed it anyway. And he obviously he's back. So he's in all these other movies. And um, so, yeah, no, that's, that's my thoughts on Incredible Hulk. Wasn't, uh, wasn't, my favorite of all the Marvel movies, but it still has a really soft place in my heart because that was during a really, uh, what's the word? Um, formative summer, I guess you could say just, you know, I had a lot, I have a lot of really good memories from that summer where I graduated incredible Hulk was part of that incredible summer. And then we got the, the weirdest thing of all, which was a two year break from uh, Marvel. So Iron Man 2 came out May 7th of 2010. So I was in college now. I was going to college at the University of Northern Colorado, the Bears, and I, um, trying to remember if I went and saw it mid at midnight. I don't think I did. I would have been May, that would have been the, uh, that would have been the end, basically the summer of my freshman year. And, uh, and I loved Iron Man 2. I loved it. This movie was awesome. I, I went and saw it. The, the, no way, no way. Hold on, hold on. We got to confirm this. Yeah, Justin Thoreau 
from Mulholland Drive. He is the screenwriter for Iron Man 2. That is awesome. That's incredible. I did not know that. Um, that's That makes me like this movie even more now. But also directed by Jon Favreau. And uh, this movie, most people complain about this movie as being a setup movie. And that's one of the things I like about this movie. I think when you look back on the... Uh, the stat, like you look back on all of these Marvel movies, Iron Man two could just have e- just as easily been called Avengers point one, like the prelude to the Avengers in a sense, because there's a little bit about Thor in this one. There's a little bit. There's the the bit with Captain America's shield. You got Black Widow showing up. Uh, I just thought that those were the coolest things because to me, like I said, I. Uh, there, there weren't a lot of Easter eggs in Iron Man, and then I hadn't really seen Incredible Hulk, and there weren't too many in there either, but I that was, to me, was the first time that I had truly appreciated and understood and felt like I was being catered to as a fan in terms of Easter eggs, because... Uh, I'm, you know, in the theaters watching it when he pulls, he puts Cap's shield in there. I was like, holy cow, Captain America is in this world. Like Captain America is gonna show up. He's going to be in a movie. And then when the Thor thing came at the end, I was like, holy crap, that's a Thor movie coming up. And, um, and same with Black Widow. I was like, holy cow, this is, is that Black Widow? That's Black, that's, that's Black Widow. Awesome. So I just felt really rewarded. Like, uh, you know, there's great things on the horizon. And honestly, guys, this is, this is funny. So people talk about when they, when they, I don't know if they talk about they should, but, um, it'd be hard for them to truly admit it. And, and this is going to be a recording. So this is me admitting it, but when they trusted Marvel Studios, uh, as you are well aware, there are many articles and think pieces out there from over the years of, oh, this is going to be the end. This is the last bit of, uh, you know, Marvel. This is going to be their their tanking moment. You know, oh, Captain Marvel's a misstep. Black Panther, what are they doing? Yada, yada, yada. Like, whenever there's any bit of drama, it's like, oh, this is the end for Cap- for them. But at the same time, there's people who then say, you know what, after... Uh, and I'm looking down this list because I'm looking at all the movies, but some people were like, after Guardians of the Galaxy, that's when they were like, Marvel can do no wrong. Like, if they can turn that property into something, or or after uh, Thor Ragnarok, like, wow, they were able to in- inject a new freshness to things. Wow, they can do no wrong. Baby, yada, yada. You know what I mean. And I-, I will preface it with this, too, in case my brother accidentally listens to this issue or this uh, episode. I do not think Marvel can do no wrong. Marvel can do whatever they want, and part of that is doing something wrong. They're free to do that if they want to. Have they done that yet? Yeah. There have been instances, and I'll talk about it in these ones, there have been things that they have done wrong. Um, Wrong to me, but in terms of the movies... There has not been a Marvel movie that I haven't liked. There have been a couple that I thought could have been better, but I still love them. And I, I, I guess this what is that a better way to say it? I liked, not loved. I don't know. But uh, to me, for me, and this is where the business piece came in for me. When I thought, when I immediately started trusting Marvel, was Iron Man two. And I know that sounds crazy, and I know, again, most people did not like that movie, but to me, that was my message from Marvel, that they've got got it. And I think 
that's because I'm a pretty trusting person most of the time for stuff like this. Like the fact that they had all those Easter eggs in there was, uh, I don't know, just thought was awesome. And at that point I said, cool, if they're doing this, they're going to be doing Thor. They're going to do Captain America. They're going to do the Avengers. And then the, the world is their oyster. So I was a Marvel Studios fan. It took me two move, three movies to become a Marvel Studios fan because uh, I was already a Marvel fan, so I guess that part made it easy. But um, some of my favorite scenes in Iron Man 2 were uh, the opening scene with uh, – well, no, <laughs> clear that up. Not the opening scene because that's with Whiplash, uh, and I'm not – I think Whiplash is more a funny bad guy than he is a good bad guy because I need my board. Uh, I, Mickey Rourke, I don't know what he was doing, what he was on at the time, but at the same time, I thought he played a good Whiplash. Like I, I liked that there will be blood in the water and the, sh the sharks will come. And like we would make jokes about that all the time, but I loved it. But no, the opening scene with the ACDC music where he jumps out of the uh, out of the plane and lands at the expo. That was awesome. Just the fact of that entire expo was awesome. That expo is very similar to the Disney Expo, right? Like there are pictures of Walt Disney standing by a blueprint page of the what the park looks like, which is identical to Howard Stark standing next to the blueprints for the Stark Expo. And, um, just, I mean, there's a very Disneyland feel to it that I just was like, this is cool. Like that's synergy. And that was right. I think right around or after when, um, Disney bought Marvel. And I was that to me, that's when the business part of me kicked in. I was like, that is probably one of the smartest decisions that anybody could make because I would have done that, especially again, after seeing Iron Man two, or, or I don't know what, what it was after they saw, but I was like, I got, I would have bought Marvel. I would have paid way more than they paid because I would have known, I knew that they had special things coming, that there, there was going to be a future for this series and that there was going to finally be a movie studio that could produce quality content over and over and over and i think that's the interesting argument that people have all the time is they diss marvel studios and and partially you know they hate us because they ain't us but when you think about it marvel studios is the same as universal studios um mgm studios i'm trying to think of some of the other ones i mean well i'm spacing sony uh you basically any any studio that is making movies a24 uh, there's all these studios out there that are making movies. Marvel Studios is just one of them. It just so happens they've only been around 10 years. Some of these studios like uh, 20th Century Fox and Sony, they've been around for a long time. And there are going to be duds. Like there are really bad Sony movies. There's really bad uh, Universal movies. There's really bad... Uh, what else? Oh, man, I just keep going. There's 20th Century Fox. Disney. There's bad Disney movies. But... Marvel was just so powerful to me because I was like, you have a whole studio dedicated to comic book movies. How amazing is that? That is the coolest thing in the world. And I, I thought to myself, they're going to be big. They're going to make millions and billions of dollars because they are doing something that no one else has the balls to do, that no one else is willing to do, which is make good comic book movies and it's it's like this taboo thing that oh a comic book movie is not a movie uh yeah it is clearly people want to go see it it's almost a jealous factor like it i'm sorry that marvel movies that everyone loves them i'm like i can't help the fact that they are made well to the point that the masses want to go see them but it plays off of this interesting piece of Humans in general are looking for something that's bigger than them, looking for something that's better than them to worship. That's and 
I am not advocating for you to worship anything. I'm just pointing out common human nature from the beginning of time. That is how it's been from from the minute that we were able to think. We looked up to the stars and thought, oh, you know, those those are what are what's controlling this, that, and the other. Oh, you know, the 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 astrology charts and uh, this religion, that religion, all of it is just people trying to grasp onto something bigger than themselves to try and find some sort of answer as to why we're here. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm making an argument that we're here to see movies, but uh, no, I'm just saying, you know, to watch somebody or some person who has, you know, super strength, super speed, super smarts, whatever the case may be, you're you're getting to live a life that you could never live in real life. No one's, it's never going to happen. If it does, I, I let me know. I want to be the first person in line because I've been trying to be a mutant for a really long time and it hasn't happened yet unless my mutant power is being really weird and uh, talking a lot. So uh, you know, they, they look at these things and they just get inspired by them. You watch these superhero movies and you're inspired by the, the heroic actions and the little bits of funny and the really cool special effects. That, to me, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it's the definition of a theme park ride, but at the end of the day, isn't that one of the... You know, you're paying money to go to the movies. You, you want to be entertained. You don't want to walk out of that movie and go, well, that was a waste of time. And I feel like that's the message that uh, the community is sending is like, hey, Marvel, these movies are not wasting our time. We need more of them. And so I think it was right around that time or probably before when Kevin Kevin Feige, the president and now CCO of Marvel of Marvel, uh, was saying, you know, this is a we're gonna make it like the comic books, and 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 business wise, that makes so much sense to um, to try and craft your movies in the same way that you craft comics, where there's a a cliffhanger at the end of every every issue that leads into the big team up, the big uh, yearly um, event saga book that's there, and then the stories just continue to go on and on as new characters are added. It's a, it's a storytelling art that is. It's it's saved only for epics, literally. It's it, that's the sort of stuff that Greek mythology is made of, Roman mythology, Egyptian mythology. It's all about these super powerful people who are, and and it, it's it's for the day, right? Like back in the day, uh, the Egyptian gods, Ra, Isis. Uh, Zeus and Ares and all of these other gods during that time, those are just, there's no difference between them and Captain America and Iron Man and Thor. I mean, Thor already was a Norse god, but it's the same thing. People are looking for something, they want something that they can believe in, they want something that they can aspire to, and uh, that's that's what Marvel movies are. I mean, DC movies are the same. I, I watch Aquaman and I'm like, wow, holy cow, this was an awesome movie. I want to go, I want to go ride the sea waves. But that's why these movies were so successful because they were able to tap into that. They were able to show regular people just like you and me, which is what Marvel's been so good at from the very beginning, is these regular everyday people who become great. And it's, it, and then the trick is, the twist is they were great all along. And it's just that they have superpowers now. So, I mean, you look at Captain America, that's a perfect example. So that's why, I mean, that's where I, it clicked with me for Iron Man 2 was him. And then we got a little bit of his demon in a bottle where, you know, he had the little bit of drinking. And I remember them saying, like, that's all we're going to do because it's, you know, now it's Disney. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, so Iron Man 2, I just, I really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. And I, I do acknowledge that it's not one of the better Marvel movies. 
but I still really love it for that reason. Again, because that's the movie that made me trust Marvel. Next up was Thor, a year later, May 6th. Now this is where things start getting interesting. So that's now I'm now a sophomore in college. And I, I'm e I'm wise to Marvel's ways. So I was at midnight, the midnight premiere for Thor. It's directed by Kenneth Branagh, which was awesome because I was like, oh, that's Gilderoy Lockhart. And then, um, yeah, written by Ashley Edward Miller and Zach Stentz and Don Payne. That's interesting. But um, I loved Thor. I was obsessed with Thor. I had a, a giant Thor. So, And at that time, I had, a, I had a Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man 2 poster in my college dorm room. I, or at that point, I was living in a house. But um, I had all those posters up. I loved that movie. Um, that's one of my... It has been one of my favorites for quite some time. And now that all these really amazing movies have been coming out recently, it's been falling down the list. But, um, you know, we can't forget Thor because that movie was the first movie to introduce the the uh, fantastical elements to the marvel universe the otherworldly elements that initial opening scene when he uh he shows up and well first off the showing of asgard for the first time with that that music was gave me chills and to the point where that was my ringtone i listened to that song every day that song was um the sons of odin and uh just amazing but him fighting the frost giants i thought was amazing was incredible because we got to see all of thor's powers we got to see his um oh we got to see him with his hammer we got to see him doing his hammer tricks we got to see him throwing his hammer we got to see him using lightning we also got to see him just being strong so they really took that time to explain and that was probably my favorite scene in the movie is that that beginning scene and then he gets sent to Earth, and we get to see him be with the beautiful Natalie Portman, which I thought was a great, great casting choice. And even so, better now that she's going to be in Thor: uh, Love and Thunder because her as Jane Foster is just uh, it's Thor. She's going to be so good. But um, yeah, so no, I loved that movie. I thought it was great. The uh, the big battle at the end was good. I liked that they kind of brought it back down to Earth, but at the same time, I had wished that they had kept it in Asgard, and I, that's why. I was like, oh, I hope the next movie is more in Asgard because I understood that they needed to to tie it back down to the world. Getting to see Phil Coulson and Hawkeye was awesome and uh, a nice treat. I'm trying to think. Oh, obviously the introduction of Loki, lest we forget one of the greatest Marvel villains, uh, Marvel villains on screen of all time. Uh, he just really made his case for being a great Loki. And so Anthony Hopkins did great as well as uh, Rene Russo. And I liked I liked the Warriors 3 and Sif, but um, I don't know. They, they kind of felt like they were on the wayside. They were pushed to the wayside, but that's kind of how they are in the comics too. There's not enough time to talk about another four characters. So, um, you know, they, they had to work with what they had. Next up was uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was July of 2011. That's right. Okay, so, yep, went to the midnight showing of that as well. That was in the summer, and I don't remember who I went with for either of those movies, but I just remember Captain America was one of the ones that I understood what it needed to be, and and I'll and I, but I didn't like it. It was at that time, at that time, that was probably my least favorite 
besides Hulk, of all of the the Marvel movies, less than Iron Man 2, just because it was a period piece. I was like, oh man, like I was so eager to learn about the future of Marvel and to learn about, you know, what cosmic elements were out there, all that sort of stuff. And because, you know, that's the part I loved and um, just because I love space. And so they didn't really do that in this. And, and they, but they teased it with the, with the cosmic cube, with the Tesseract. And so that was the first time you ever got to, well, I guess sort of the first time. The Tesseract kind of was what was in Iron Man 2 to make that, that new element. But um, just seeing it in here was cool, getting to see the, uh, the super young uh, Howard Stark. Peggy Carter was phenomenal. And I'm not going to be discussing these in, the show, in here, but just to say I really enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter. I thought those were great. And um, Chris Evans was the perfect casting choice for Captain America. Absolutely knocked it out of the water. He embodied Captain America. And at the end of that movie, I was like, he's he's our guy. He's our Cap. And so my favorite scenes in that movie are when the training sequence, when he uh, pulls the flag down and gets the flag, or pulls the pole down to get the flag, when he dives on top of the grenade, all that stuff to becoming the super soldier. I love that scene. And then when he's busting up the bad guys with the Howling Commandos going from like town to town and wrecking shop, that whole montage was so cool. I also loved Bucky, and I liked that he had a comics-accurate ending. Yeah, he didn't go down with the bomb, but he still went down in the ice. And I, the minute he dropped down, I, look, I don't remember who I was with, but I just know I was like, oop, the Winter Soldier, he's coming, because I, I knew about the Winter Soldier at that point in the comics. And I was like, ooh, he's coming back as the Winter Soldier. I can't wait for that. So I, like I said, I had, I had a lot of extra trust that Marvel would do the things that I thought they were going to do because they did. They did a lot of the things I thought they were going to do. They did the Winter Soldier. They did. Um, there may be a couple of others. But but yeah, so I, I love that. And then, oh, man, that moment, that first night of watching it and then it ending, all I remember is losing my absolute mind when I was waiting for a post credit scene and they just gave us a trailer for the Avengers. That was one of the coolest things ever. And I just, like, incredible, beyond incredible. Uh, seeing all of them together in that trailer just had me so jazzed, so excited. I don't think I slept that night. Um, but that was just that was the perfect way of showing a uh, after credit scene to do a tease of a trailer, which is why it's also I've thought really hard about this. But I would say if somebody has never seen these Marvel movies before, if you're walking in cold, I would recommend showing them in chronological order. And in in, I'm sorry, in release order, because then you can show them all of the after credit scenes. And they can appreciate them the same way you would if you saw them in theaters. So showing Captain America after Thor as opposed to having Captain America be the first movie in the lineup. Um, that would be my recommendation. And that was the first movie written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. So you got the, you got the beginnings of the, uh, the dynamic duo, which was great. And then that culminated phase one with Marvel's The Avengers, which came out May 4th, 2012. <sighs> that would have been, yeah, that was uh, sophomore, junior year. That was junior year. And I was a diehard Marvel fan at that point. Everybody knew it. I had shirts. I had shoes. I had, I had, I had it all. Uh, I pre-ordered. That was probably the first time I think that I pre-ordered my tickets. I bought them like three months in advance. That was back before it was a cool thing to do. So I remember I drove to the Greeley Mall 
and ordered the tickets, like bought them and got the printouts, and then I took a picture of me holding the tickets because, and I still have it on my phone actually. I'm gonna pull my phone up and see because I've got a couple of cool pictures. But um, yeah, so they they oh my gosh, just the anticipation for that movie. I knew it was gonna break records. I knew it was gonna be amazing. Yeah, okay, so yeah, I saw it. Marvel's Avengers. I purchased the tickets on April 9th, 2012 at 9:11 p.m. I'm just looking at my ticket thing here. Uh, Friday for a Friday, 12:01 a.m. May 4th release, and uh, at the Greeley Mall. And then I also have another picture here that I took when I was in the movie. Uh, those of you who are not aware, and I'll say this is 100% not true, but additional assistant camera in the Ohio unit as the credits are rolling, there's an Alex Klein. And I was like, no way! And so I took that May 12th, so that was probably like the third time I saw the movie. But I saw that movie three times in theaters. I saw it opening night, and then I think I saw it that weekend with my family, and then I saw it, I think, the following weekend uh, with some other people. And that movie just, that that was it. That was, you know, again, some people, I, I was turned in Iron Man 2, but... If there was ever any doubt, the Avengers shut that doubt down immediately. That movie was perfect. Joss Whedon wrote and directed it, and that was great because I I had been a fan of some of his work. I hadn't seen a lot of it, but I just knew that he was a comic book guy. So that made me really trust and, and be excited for the film. I will say this, though. Over the years, as I've continued to watch that movie... Uh, it's it's not one of my favorite movies in the list of Marvel movies, but that is because I'm not a huge fan of the beginning of that movie. The entire intro of uh, you know them at Shield and trying to figure out the Tesseract, and then the whole building explodes and implodes. That whole part to me felt like filler, and I I I totally get it. I, I get it when you're watching it, but I just remember. Every single time that I watched that movie, even the first time, I was like, can we just get to the Avengers, please? Can we? I, I need to see the Avengers. So I guess it was partially my impatience. But at the same time, I just... Uh, yeah, so... And, and again, I, I give that movie a 9 out of 10. So it's not it's not like I'm saying it's a bad movie. I just... That part's funny. And, and an interesting call-out as well. The first person that you hear in the Avengers movie... Do you guys know who it is? Huh? Is it uh, Iron Man? Is it uh, Sam Jackson? No, 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 no. The first person that you hear is Thanos. It's Thanos and the um, the guy that's talking with Thanos, the other weird alien guy. As the Marvel logo is coming up, they're talking, and then it's the the them speaking on their planet, and then it goes to the Avengers. So I thought that was interesting, and I remember in the lead up to Avengers Endgame, thinking, rewatching the movie and seeing that, and thinking, whoa, if uh, if he's the first person to speak in this movie, will he be the last person to speak in Avengers Endgame? And uh, that is not true. He's not the last person to speak. I'm trying to think of who the last person to speak is, but no, um, yeah, no, it's Captain America. He says, no, I don't think I will. But, um, yeah, that is the last line. But, yeah, so the Mar- Avengers changed my life. So let's see. Favorite scenes in the Avengers. Uh, obviously the end. The scene where the three, the big three, Iron Man, Cap, and um, Thor are fighting in the forest. Kind of, uh, you know, fighting each other and saying hey you know i'm the big guy i'm the tough guy that scene was great as was when captain america and iron man kind of do the tag team against loki 
that was cool in the beginning when he, you know he hijacks the um, hijacks the intercoms and starts playing ACDC. But yeah, that that final ending battle of them just oh, that scene when Iron Man shoots his his uh, uh, repulsors at Captain America's shield just genius and then hulk uh hulk and thor taking out those leviathans thor or hulk punching thor was hilarious hulk saving iron man oh but iron man taking the the missile up into space was incredible one of the best scenes in the movie that that was the that was the beginning of the end for tony stark especially watching that before avengers endgame that was the moment that the marvel universe got bigger because he goes out into space freaks out and then starts creating the ultron the ultron uh, robots in a sense he's trying to figure out a way to save the planet because he saw the aliens out there and he knows that something bigger is coming he knows thanos is coming and so that was just oh my god just phenomenal um the shawarma scene was great though i didn't appreciate as many other people like okay great they're all eating shawarma but i wanted to see something else and and as i've gotten older i realized that's what i want in my superhero movies i want a little bit of that normalcy of the superheroes doing normal work um so that part was great and as was the the you know the, the thanos reveal at the end obviously you know come on that that was the beginning of the end and that Oh, when I saw him, I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh, I turned to the people I was with and was like, that's Thanos. And everyone's like, I don't know who that is. And I was like, yay, I get to explain something to people. So I got to explain to all my friends. And um, I'd like to think that they're out there, uh, you know, when they watched Infinity War or whatever. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, Alex told me about this. I doubt it. But um, it's a nice thought to have anyway and uh, were there any other oh oh yeah 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 of course the the scene with thor and hulk on the plane where hulk's trying to lift thor's hammer that scene was awesome that was comics accurate um hammer lift thank you the fact that he can't lift up the hammer i was so happy about that so that uh and you know what's interesting I'm, i'm looking at these movies and i am at 45 minutes and i have just now completed phase one so I am now making the executive decision that I'm going to be breaking up this Infinity Saga in Me series into just that. So I will be doing the uh, uh, phase one, I will do a phase two, and then I will do, we'll see if I can do a full phase three, it may be extra long, or I'll do a half and half sort of thing. And then I'll do an, um, maybe I'll do an upcoming one. I may just wait so that I can talk about those after they come out, the, the, the future Marvel movies. But that's my phase one. So after Avengers came out, I was content. I was so content. Obviously, I wanted to know what was next. And at that time, I didn't really know what was next because the next movies were Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Winter Soldier, and there wasn't a lot of announcement in regards to those movies. So um, I didn't know much until the Comic-Con in, um, was that Comic-Con of that year, I think, the Comic-Con from 2012, which was in July. And that Comic-Con was great because that's when they revealed Dark World, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron. I think they also did Ant-Man at that time. But that list made me really excited. But at the same time, I remember thinking, huh, that is a weird group of ones to do. Hopefully, there's some build building or build-up in there. 
and uh, looking back, they real there really was. They really did a great job of setting up the Infinity Saga and all the Infinity Stones at that time. But uh, when I was watching it, I did not think that at all. And so that's what's fun. That's funny that you know. And that's where we'll end this. Is uh, you know seeing. And seeing isn't believing. You know, we're not going to end it on that. The um, the, the thing I'll say is, Phase Two, I think I liked better than Phase One, but Phase Two has Thor: The Dark World, and that may have been. It wasn't that it was that big of a disappointment. It really wasn't that big of a disappointment. But I was just going through some things during this this next series of movies. So, um. And we'll talk about that when we get to the the phase two. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thanks so much for listening. And this has been phase one of the Infinity Saga and me. (laughs) 